and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am Jesse Jackson, and we are in a series of episodes where we are talking about the songs of your life. And for those of you who have not uh, listened to this before, uh, basically the sports station that I listen to here in Dallas, Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, um, used to have a segment every week where they talked about um, best show coming to town, and they would discuss all the different shows. And so since people are not touring, we um, they started asking bands of your life, where there was 11 questions, and you answered the questions with different bands, and you could only use one band once. And my son, Chris, said, well, you know, you ought to switch that up and make it about Springsteen songs. And so in that spirit, I've been doing several of these, but the idea is I need to have some, I need to tell my questions. And so my friend, my partner in um, all things Springsteen, Terry Smith was nice enough to say, well, hey, I'll join you, Jesse, and I'll ask the questions. So Terry, welcome to the show. Great to be here as always, Jesse. Just in case someone has not listened to this before, uh, Terry is a wonderful podcaster, and talk a little bit about your podcast. So my podcast is called Music Talks, uh, and it's based on a very, well, what seemed a simple premise, which is to ask people to choose a song from each decade of their life and say how they went about that, and most importantly, why those songs are so important to them. Um, I say simple present premise, but... Uh, it's been a delight for me now over the last 18 months of uh, how many fantastic stories that that premise um, pops up um, and also how people play around with it. But, uh, yep, it's called Music Talks, and uh, if you would like to be a guest, feel free to ping me. Absolutely. It, is, it, it gives you a chance to people tell the stories of their lives and different ways and so it's a beautiful beautiful podcast and i've been lucky enough to be on there and uh so and in fact coming up in this anniversary month we have a special edition of music talks uh to celebrate uh five years of set st bruce yep all right so i'm going to turn the steering wheel over to you or the rudder and uh as i said there's 11 questions they are all about songs springsteen songs specifically but you cannot use any song more than once <laughs> i love that you always have guidelines jesse it really really helps so song one is a song that you hate or you just don't get yeah so I thought about New Jersey Devil, right? Yep. Queen of the supermarkets could be <laughs> one of them. Uh, but I picked up because Wrecking Ball is one of my favorite albums. But every time I get to swallowed up in the belly of the whale, I go, huh? <laughs> and I hit skip. <laughs> so of all the songs that because this is just one I don't get, I don't like. I just like, what What were you doing there, Bruce? That's, in, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I kind of share that in the sense that um, I don't actually dislike the track, but it just doesn't fit. And I guess there's a, there's a reason. I mean, he put that on the extended version, so it, it didn't make the original album. And I think there's a reason for that, because for me, one of the great things about... Um, wrecking ball is there's a real cohesion to it 
Um, and then the other thing, when I saw your list, I thought, oh, I must go and do some research on that song to find out what he's doing. And then I thought, no, if you have to research, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, there's a, it should actually be obvious. So uh, he does yes. he does have a habit, though, of doing sort of, I mean, Paradise is one of those songs that finishes an album where he, he writes it back to front. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm not here to defend Swallowed Up in the Belly of a Whale. I think I'm going with you on that one. Okay. Um, that's, that said, I'm certainly not going with you on your answer to number two, which is song that you think is overrated. So I, I am putting on my uh, obsessed... Uh, um, I'm putting on my fireproof pants. Um, I know this is, I, I have been um, chastised this by many people. Um, I just don't think Jungle Land is the be all, end all that so many fans think. I recognize the saxophone solo is brilliant. It is, and if that was the song and it was just an instrumental solo, I probably would go like, absolutely, it's great. But the actual song itself just doesn't connect to me emotionally. I don't even, I don't even think it's that great of a story. Like, I love Harry Chapin and Harry Chapin's many story songs are, are epic. I just, everyone talks about, oh, I got to hear Jungle Land Live, I got to hear Jungle Land Live, and I'm like, okay okay that was nice you know it was certainly cool to hear the saxophone solo but it's just not a song that speaks to me emotionally at all and the reason i love bruce so much is so many of his songs do speak to me emotionally so that's why i say it's overrated and i realize i'm in the minority of one well actually you're not um because my wife is with you. Um, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I say this very carefully because I hate, and I, I've said this to you before, Jesse, you know, I hate it when people go, oh, you should have seen him in the 70s and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but I do wonder if it's a function of when you came to Bruce because, you know, I was, how old would I be? 17 when I first held, heard that song. So for me, it was one of the most cinematic things he'd done and it painted a picture and it was all exciting and there were all these characters. Um, and I can remember in the 80s thinking, I'm never going to get to hear Jungle Land live. Um, so I, I, I do get that because I, I, I think it's one of those songs that <clears throat> technically, if you look at it, it's got some faults in there. I mentioned my wife isn't a fan um, and, you know, she came to Bruce in the 80s. Um, but... Um, she may well listen to this episode just to hear someone say Jungle Land's not the greatest thing because she did say to me, what, it was actually the Emirates show where she went, I know you love it, but that sax solo is a bit glib, really, isn't it? <laughs> wow, no, okay, that's, that's funny. I, I love that. To which uh -huh. she looked and went, I won't be saying that again. <laughs> so, um, moving on, but I'll, I'll enjoy telling you that story. I, I did. I did want to share anything. Once again, um, and whoever had um, Sam Lisman getting mentioned three times in one conversation, because to pull back the curtain, Terry and I have already recorded another episode, uh, and Sam mentioned <laughs> twice. Um, you know, Sam says, "Well." 
because you came to Bruce so late, you are not a big fan of his first two albums necessarily. Like, um, you know, New York Serenade or uh, other things. He says that that's not your favorite kind of Bruce song. So I'm not surprised you feel that way. So I think you're exactly right. I think there is that, um, there's just a disconnection while, you know, like I would like some of the later stuff. I, in one of my very earliest podcasts, I had a guest who um, said that I said that like I would be okay with a live set that started with out songs from Tunnel Love Forward only, and and he said I would be perfectly happy with a set list that went to. Uh, from beginning to darkness and before only mm. and you know and just the difference of when you come into the show so i think you're right yeah i, d- I do think a seriously a live set list from tunnel forward would be amazing um yeah I, if i had to choose between the two of those i'd go with your choice oh i just think because some different because yeah i love yeah so anyway yes very good okay um now not no surprise to this one song that you think is underappreciated yeah and i don't know how fair that is but once again you can only use one song in each place um the wilderness days when Bruce has kicked the E Street Band to the curb, he's gone to California, he and Patty are starting their family and they're going things, and those um, those two albums that came out in the same day get a lot of it, but we get better days out of that. And I have been on the record um, that Better Days is one of the two my favorite songs that stay on there. So... Um, I've never heard it live. He doesn't play it much anymore. Um, and so I had to pick Better Days is what I feel is an underappreciated song. And uh, I'm with you. Uh, I think um, I think the 90s gets a bad rap. And I think particularly, you know, the Tunnel of Love album was overproduced, but uh, Better Days, I think, is an album that has got a lot of really good songs on there. And given we've just done a um, an episode about the archives, he did a show in Leeds four years ago. Uh, it, it's a brand new theatre or arena, uh, about seven thousand people. That uh, he he was the first performer in there, and um, there is an absolutely storming version of Better Days on there. If you haven't, it's sent, it's on YouTube. Um, but uh, if you haven't had a listen to that, then I would highly recommend it but uh, no i think it's a great song and probably needed now more than ever so let's keep playing it every day i think absolutely um, a song that you love once again a lot of choices uh but i'm gonna go with thunder road yeah. um it is there was i remember once we had a um uh, there was a newspaper writer tim collishaw and a, um, a another uh, uh, the CBS anchor Babe Laufenberg were on the sports station I listened to, and there was discussion like, uh, you know, Born to Run's the greatest song ever made, and says, well, I think Thunder Road might have a little bit to say about that, and they ended up doing a five minute debate back and forth of which is the better song, uh, which made my Bruce Springsteen heart thrilled i'm like i don't know if anyone else cares but this is just loving um i don't think i have to worry about defending 
Thunder Road as a love. It's just, it, it's just everything there. It's just yeah. epic. It gave me the Mary question, um, you know, back in the, in the 2011, the Dallas Mavericks, which is the NBA team here in Dallas was going through, they, they ended up winning the championship. So, you know, basketball, you have several rounds mm. and when things would be bad, I'd, I'd, I'd tweet, have a little faith. There's magic in the night. Yep. This team may not be, but it's all right. And, um, it's just, it's just something I love. No, well, you know, you know, I'm with you. I mean, I vacillate on all sorts of what's the best, but best song ever written, not just in Bruce's catalog ever Thunder Road. There you go. That's my definitive view. Um, I love this one. Song you can listen to over and over again. Yeah, so once again, boy, you know, like, okay, well, Thunder Road would work, or Wonder Run, or what do you do? Um, I love Tougher Than The Rest. I just think it is such a beautiful love song. I, I love the idea that, and you can use it in other ways. There was a young man who had... Um, had had fought physical ailments and it, he was physically handicapped and he was able to meet Bruce several years ago and backstage and he told him tougher than the rest was his favorite song because you know he I'm I have to remind myself to be tougher than the rest wow. and um I just I love cover versions of it. I love when country artists do tougher than the rest. And, and when you hear other, you know, female artists do it. Yep. So it's just a song that just, I don't get tired of hearing. And so I, I picked it. Yep. I, uh, I'm totally with you. I mean, as you say, you can move these songs around. I think uh, that for me would be a candidate in the underappreciated. Um, and for a lot of the reasons you said, Jesse, I mean, I think it is a beautiful piece of songwriting. Ignore that it's a Springsteen song, and uh, that's why it gets covered so much. So, uh, fantastic choice. Um, the song that made you fall in love with Bruce? Yeah, so before I really knew anything about Bruce, uh, maybe heard, you know, on the radio, uh, Hungry Heart, uh, a little bit, but I remember getting the um, Born to Run cassette and would just play Born to Run over and over again. Just, just in fact, when we went to Bruce, the very first show in my show in 2002 was The Rising, and Linda was like, I didn't know any of the songs. Are you, did you have a good time? And I said, if he had just walked on stage played born to run and left i would have gone greatest show ever <laughs> I mean, that's i just needed that to hear that and so um certainly not a controversial choice but it's just so beautiful and that you know when they you you slow down and then all of a sudden he comes back up and all the the power ending it just it makes me smile i i love in fact used to be when i was traveling for work i would um i would save born to run queued up so that when i was in the car you know pulling back into the interstate i would play born to run to start the trip mm. uh so that's it, it it's your first love 
Um, it would certainly, I don't, I don't know if I'd put it over Thunder Road as favorite song, but it is the one that it was the first, it was the one that I fell in love with. Yeah. And I always loved it when the, um, what would it be? The tunnel, tunnel loved her, I guess, when he started doing it acoustic. Um, Oh, so beautiful. And, uh, but you know, he'd say that line of this has been a good companion to me over the years and i hope it has been to you and uh yeah that's uh, certainly how it feels so uh, great choice um yeah. next question nice big question song that changed my life when you know i'm, I'm just learning kind of my bruce and i'm exploring and i was like man i i heard something about this train carries whores and gamblers what what's this song i've got to try to find this song and um i ended up finding land of hope and dreams and really really liked it and then um i got laid off after being at a job you know almost 10 years took me nine months to find a job really really dark time you know and i kept playing land of hope dreams um, three years ago, I was diagnosed with colon cancer, which by the way, very scarily, um, as we're recording this, the actor uh, who yeah. played, um, you know, Black Panther, yep. uh, you know, just, just died of colon cancer, um, <laughs> you know, at the age and, of 42. Yes. And it was, you know, you're like Chadwick Boseman he's so young and wait a minute you don't die of colon cancer Mm. no that's just you know that's and like linda said yeah people die of breast cancer even though that's the most the cancer that has the best success rate um so i listened to lamb and hope and dream so for the various reasons of supporting because of the hardships that i've gone through and the challenges i've had that's the song that I think in my way changed my life because it helped me cope with these things. And I think, um, I think that those are fantastic stories, Jesse, because, you know, one of the things I always subscribe to is that when people write songs, they hand them over. Um, so, you know, London Hope and Dreams was basically a manifesto for the new band and all of that. But for you, it's become something very different and very personal and your story before about tougher than the rest. And, and I think, you know, that's, that's one of the things that keeps me coming back to music and to words is that it just, it can mean so many different things to so many people. It's a lo- lovely stories. Um, the next question is the song that surprised you. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, you know, has Bruce really surprised me? And I got to thinking as I'm listening to his new album and all of a sudden you get to this almost strings and orchestra and girls with their summer clothes comes on and it's like, Oh my goodness. It's, it's a mature beach boy song. And, and what is this doing on a Bruce Springsteen album? I mean, he is channeling Brian Wilson and all his greatness. And it is, I've been lucky enough to hear it live once. I would love to hear it more. Um, I, I don't think he plays it enough. It is just one of my favorite songs, but to hear that this point in his career 
was such a surprise to me and such a lovely surprise that that's what I had to pick. Yeah, I mean, for I know you love Brian Wilson, so it must have been fantastic for you to suddenly uh, hear that coming out the speakers. Oh, it did. It just and it just it's such a beautiful song, and 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 it it feels like summer, and it oh, is please. you know, and it's so yeah, just really really and nice. And likewise, I've I've heard him. In fact, I mentioned those Emirates gigs. He played it one of the nights there. And it was the summer and the sun was shining. And I have to say, it was a song that I thought when it started live, I was like, whoa, let's see how they manage this one. And they did a brilliant job on it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. It's a song that's yeah. always going to make you smile. Um, your guilty pleasure, Jesse. Yeah, this is, this might be next to Jungle Land, my most thing. I love waiting on a sunny day. I, I love it when it was live. Um, I, as always, there's a story, right? Um, there is a most Labor Days. There is a science fiction pop culture convention in Atlanta called Dragon Con, where you have thousands and thousands of people from all over the world going there, and there it is. It is a massive convention, and there are what they call tracks. There is a Star Trek track. There is a British television track. There is a, um, you know, um, board games track. There is youth literature track. There is adult literature. There is just anything you could do. And part of the um, joy slash pain of DragonCon is easy hour and a half, two hours standing in line to get your badge. It's just that is the way is there's so many people and you 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 have to pick it up and you have to bring your ID, you have to bring your card. And so I'm waiting in line for my very first Dragon Con and I've got my MP3 player at the time. You know, it didn't have a phone that had it. And I kept playing Waiting on a Sunny Day as I'm marching through the line because it's kind of this beating song, do, 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 you know, and uh, I'm like, bouncing to my own thing um i know they get tired of the kids singing but i just think bruce is ready to be a grandfather <laughs> and i think he's just sees this kids and yeah some of them don't work others do but um i remember years ago a some critic wrote um Bruce obviously loves singing this song, so we should get used to the fact that he's going to keep playing this song. So I, there are plenty of people like, oh, waiting on a sunny day, oh, no, no. And I just smile every time I hear it. Um, a couple of things. Um, one is if, and I hope it's when, not if, we see Bruce in the E Street Band touring again, then we are going to find a way to get you to see Bruce either in Italy or Spain. Because oh, I'd love that. I can tell you when Waiting on a Sunny Day comes on in those countries, it's a completely different experience. You know, I've seen it in the States where it's waiting on a toilet line and, it's, and we talked about London audiences, the previous recording, same in London. In Italy or in Spain, it's every single person, actually also in Sweden, is on their feet and singing and it's joyous you know as somebody who's been to a lot of shows my message is get over yourself to those people who go oh he's playing it again 
Um, you know, it's supposed to be fun. He does the serious stuff. He does the fun stuff. The other yeah. thing, I think I've sent this link to you before, but I mentioned about seeing being lucky enough to see Bruce down in um, Australia. But I think it was the final night. They forgot how to play Waiting on a Sunny Day. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that clip? I think I have, yeah. yes. But literally, they stood there. And, and when, it, when it happened, my initial view was... Oh, they're just making this up. And then they've just lost it. And at one point, Bruce says, we haven't played it for a while. Like, they dropped it from two shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is like, so wow. funny. That, and, and you can see literally Stephen's, Stephen's um, like, look, counting. And then the audience starts singing, and the audience get them over. So folks, oh, should, go, no, folks should go and have a look and uh, find that. If uh, It certainly raises a smile. Um, that is awesome. The song you wish you'd seen live. Yeah, so there's, I certainly, and, you know, it's a regular thing in the podcast, I'll ask people like, hey, what's a song you haven't heard? And I certainly have a list, but um, Jolie Blanc, and I and I will tell you why. Um, when I went to school at McNeese State University uh, for the first two years of college, then I ended up um, going on and working and never got my degree, but um the Cowboys is their football team and they're also the basketball team, obviously. So the band, anytime the Cowboys, the Magnese scores a touchdown, they play Joe LeBlanc as their fight song. (laughs) And, um, you know, it, it speaks to my Cajun roots growing up in Louisiana. Um, and I just think it's a great song and, and, you know, he never, there is that wonderful sign request when he's down in Australia, right? Where he's like, good call, very obscure, very obscure. <laughs> and you, and you see the band and he, he pulls Susie over and he, you know, and, and, and they're just like the band, you know, is like, okay, we had not planned to do this and they pull it together. So very, I know that, um, there were many of my friends that would go, why would you waste the spot on this cover? But I would, that would be a song I would love to hear him do live. And again, I'm absolutely with you. I think it's, uh, it's a great song and I can't remember that whole album with Gary us bonds is actually a really good album. Uh, yes. That, uh, Stevie I agree. produced and Bruce is on about three or four songs, I think, but uh, yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm with you. I'm ashamed to say I can't remember if I've seen it live, but I don't think I have. I will be able to check, but uh, yeah. I think that one would stick in the memory. And then to close out, talking of live, a great song to see live. So once again, Bright, you could have said, oh, Thunder Road or, or you know, Born to Run. And, but um, <laughs> 10th Avenue Freeze Out is just so epic live especially like when they were doing the reunion tour <laughs> you know and he has that long like that that song along is like a 20 minute that, yep. that could be a concert i think you and i've talked about that before but um when and and like the introductions where they play the um the musical introduction over and over again and while he's in just ramping up the energy yeah. and like he's he's standing on the piano waving people to go louder and then he's he's walking along and they just keep playing that over and over again and then when they just when he he gestures and he 
bends himself over and starts is just it's just a feeling of joy yeah i would uh, so i just think that's a great you know like if you don't like bruce after watching him do this live it's just amazing yeah and it's uh i mean that's a great great selection to close with and i think you know obviously it will always be remembered now um of being of of Clarence and Danny and the way it was used, you know, when when they passed away, which I think was just inspired. Absolutely. <clears throat> but, but I'm I'm with you that excuse me. <coughs> I'm with you that it's in a way a shame that you can't go back to that the exuberance you saw on the reunion tour where it just it went on and also I've I've mentioned it a lot today I don't know why but uh, those two nights at the Emirates he came out the second night and. For a few years, he hadn't played 10th Avenue really since the reunion tour, but he opened night two with 10th Avenue Freeze Out. And I remember everybody in the, well, there was this real electricity because it was such a statement that said, you know, we normally do this towards the end and it's normally, and it was like, bam. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to start right. We're we're in for something tonight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're going to start at 11. Correct, and then and then carry on, you know, and it was one of those gigs, so uh, fantastic. Uh, what a great what a great set of selections, Jesse, and what a great idea. Oh, thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so listeners, um, this is the first of, well, we've, we've done this a couple of times. I've got some other people scheduled. Don't know when we end up editing and sending this out, but I've got other guests lined up to give me their songs. Um, so if you want to... Um, share your songs, let me know. Send me an email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. You can, and just tell me you want to fill them out, and uh, we'll schedule time and you can do. Uh, Terry, what's going on at Music Talks? Uh, Regular um, every two weeks on a Thursday, uh, a new episode comes out. Uh, On the horizon, I've got, uh, it's actually a guy who plays, played in the band who do my fade out music. Um, so a guy called Tim Lulofs. Um So he's coming on the show. And then two weeks later, it will be his son, who is actually a professional musician and has released half a dozen albums. So uh, I'm going to have a father and son, but I'm recording them separately so they won't know what each other's chosen. And it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see how it connects. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun. Well, I just gonna um, if if you are listeners, if you're not going to music talks, you are missing yeah, out you, great stories and wonderful music, and just you really can learn a lot uh, about your guests. And Terry, you always have great stories to share as well. So we appreciate that. No, I appreciate uh, the support, Jesse. Yes. So, listeners, you take care, please. Um, be good to each other. Remember to social distance, wash your hands, wear an effing mask, and take care of yourself. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. I know. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at DFW. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. 
We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, that listening Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.